Hey there, sunshine. Welcome to Your Artsy Friend, a podcast that's like a pal who shows up with a warm cup of coffee, ready to give you a pep talk when you need it most. If you've ever had those moments where self-doubt sneaks in, telling you you're not good enough, then know you're in the right place. Here we'll dive into the realness of embracing imperfections, discover our truest, most authentic selves, and share actionable tips to ignite your creative spirit and nourish your soul. I'm your host, Anastasia. I'm a photographer, mural artist, and podcaster, but most importantly, I'm your artsy friend. So let's dive in. Okay, hello. Welcome back to your artsy friend. So today we're diving into a topic that hits close to home. Utilizing ways to nurture our well-being and find therapy in the everyday without draining our wallets. I am super, super open about my therapy journey. And I always talk about how therapy has literally changed my life. And I think everybody, truly everybody should give therapy a try. But that being said, I know that therapy isn't always affordable or possible for everyone. And I know so many people who so deeply want to go to therapy. But unfortunately, the costs just don't fit into their budget. So that being said, I'm here to spill the beans on some of the affordable and even free techniques that I have implemented in my life. And these techniques have drastically helped me whether I was in therapy or not. But the thing is, I didn't even discover therapy until I was 27 years old. And when I did discover therapy, I was paying 100% out of pocket. And it was very expensive. So honestly, I could only afford to go once a month. When in reality, I needed like once a week. Maybe once a day, honestly. (laughs) It was a really rough time, and there was a reason why I put myself in therapy that year. (laughs) But that being said, you know, I've I've really struggled with anxiety, um, which most times leads to really bad lows of being depressed. Um, I'm diagnosed with PTSD due to childhood trauma. There's just a lot that goes on inside of my brain, and it sometimes can feel really, really debilitating. So while going to therapy once a month was insanely helpful, like even that one time a month, I just honestly needed more, just just so much more self-care, so much more guidance, so much self-discovery. So I started exploring different avenues to keep my mental health in check, even when therapy sessions were far and few between. And on today's episode, I will be sharing with you the four avenues that I personally found to be the most helpful. They are going to be super specific, so I do feel like you might want to take notes during this episode, or I've also created a guide that you can download for free. It's a self-care creativity guide, and it includes the links to everything I'm going to be talking about today, as well as some really helpful journaling prompts, creative exercises, tips, etc. I named it Blooming Creativity, and to download it, just head over to my website, aristasia.com slash bloom. In case you need to know how to spell my name, it's A-R-A-S-T-A-S-I-A dot com slash bloom. All right, let's get into it. Number one, podcasts. Yes, I know you're listening to my podcast, but I'm going to tell you about the podcasts I have listened to that have literally changed my life. So I do have three specific podcasts I want to recommend to you. The first one is The Adult Chair with Michelle Chalfant. Oh, my gosh. When I say this podcast literally genuinely feels like a therapy session, outside of therapy, I'm not exaggerating. Years later, I am still listening to Michelle and her wisdom. And I, oh my, I just, when I listen to her, gosh, she's so helpful. Like, I always joke that when I do listen to her, it feels like a loving mother that's like giving me a warm hug and a pep talk. 
Like the way she speaks is just so nurturing. She discusses mental health in a very empathetic way, but also is super educational. Uh, she touches on abandonment issues, relationships, empathy, emotions, how to feel your emotions. I mean, she really does cover it all. She's amazing. She doesn't know who I am, but I literally feel like she's a mother figure in my life and I need her to know how much she has helped me in my life. So Michelle, if you ever somehow listen to my podcast, just know that you are my podcast mother. Okay, thank you. <laughs> the second podcast I recommend is a little bit opposite of Michelle's. It's called The Mindset Mentor. And with this podcast, I always joke that I need to listen to it when I'm feeling spicy and I need a kick in my butt. <laughs> the Mindset Mentor is very motivating, but also super honest and to the point on hard truths. So when I feel like I'm self-sabotaging or I need a pat on the back, but also some accountability, like I'm slacking in areas, but like I know I can do better, I turn on the Mindset Mentor and I give myself a little push. And then the third podcast I recommend is the Self-Love Fix. I feel like this show is a perfect blend of the other two shows. Uh, Beatrice is super warm and loving, but she's also very motivating. Uh, she gives tips, different perspectives. So I just think that if you need some support and gentle reminders, but also super honest uh, tips and perspective, definitely listen to Beatrice with the Self-Love Fix. Those are my top three podcasts I recommend. Definitely give them a try, and if you do, let me know what you think. I'm so curious. Okay, the second way I utilize therapy outside of therapy is self-help books and journaling. I'm a huge, huge, huge encourager of journaling. I talk about it all the time. When I first started therapy, I was journaling every single day. And in fact, I didn't even know what I was doing at that time was considered journaling. I had never even heard that term before, but... I just knew that organizing all my thoughts onto paper was super helpful and made me feel less anxious and made me feel less alone because I was really just stuck in my head and it was so overwhelming. So if you have journaled in the past, but maybe you don't as much anymore, I highly recommend bringing that habit back into your life, even if it's just for 10 minutes a day. But I recommend bringing the habit back into your life especially if you're going through something right now or, you know, in a specific moment that you're feeling super anxious or depressed or confused. You know, instead of living in your thoughts, break out your notebook and just start freely dumping every single thing that comes to mind onto the paper. If you have not journaled or you just want a little bit of extra guidance in this area, then I have some books that I recommend for you that do actually guide you through the journaling process. The first one that I absolutely loved and found so helpful was My Pocket Meditations for Self-Compassion. It's amazing. It's like $10 on Amazon. It has a table of contents for super specific topics. So let's say you're like really struggling uh, because you made a mistake this week and it's just consuming your thoughts you're beating yourself up nonstop and you want to feel better but you just don't know how, you can look at the list of topics and you'll find something along the lines of mistake or self-forgiveness. And you'll turn to that page and do that specific exercise that is geared towards self-love and self-compassion and helping you through those thoughts. Another guided journaling book I really loved was Choose Your Own Journal. It had a lot of self-reflective questions and prompts. And then the book Healing Through Words by Rupi Carr is amazing. It's a very specific type of guided journaling because it's a little bit 
geared towards writing, which is something I actually really enjoy. But the way that um, she encourages you to self-reflect and dig deep into things is just so helpful and magical. So those are some books I recommend to help with the journaling process. And then like I said earlier, I also have my Blooming Creativity Guide that you can download for free, which does have journaling prompts inside of it, as well as the links to all of these books I just mentioned. Okay, my third tip for therapy outside of therapy are some specific apps that you can download and have a version of self-care right inside your phone. The first app I'm going to suggest is Seven Cups. Seven Cups is free. It lets you chat with trained listeners that get what you're going through. It's very supportive. It has forums. And it'll definitely allow you to talk about your struggles in an unbiased but very helpful way. The next app is Happify. I am struggling saying that word. I just had to re-record that seven times. The app Happify woo, is really cool as well. It has guided meditations, it has challenges for you, affirmations, and then it basically utilizes a reward system to kind of keep you on track. And then the third app I'm gonna suggest is the app I Am. And this is what I personally use for affirmations. And so basically every single day, it'll notify you with a positive affirmation to reflect on and to say out loud to yourself. It's really cool because you can customize it to be the background on your phone, to have one reminder a day or multiples based on the times you might need them. Like, you know, if you know you have a meeting every day around noon and afterwards you beat yourself up, that'd be a great time to set that reminder. Uh, you can also be more specific to what types of affirmations you receive. And I will say that when I hear the little noise that it makes when I get my daily reminder, it's always pretty spot on. It's odd. It'll like say something that I really needed to hear or be reminded of in that moment. So so yeah, I just love receiving that, those little notifications that kind of give me a little boost of positivity throughout my day. Okay, and so last but not least, my fourth version of therapy outside of therapy, you guys should see this one coming, is creativity, of course. <laughs> you know I will always, always, always encourage every single person to find a creative outlet and to embrace their creativity regardless of if you're perfect or good at it or if it's your career or if you just want to try it, just do it. <laughs> so for me personally, I'm an artist and I love to paint, but I found that painting clouds and blending colors really helps me when I'm feeling stressed or overwhelmed. Just taking that time, even if it's just 30 minutes, to just be creative for me and my mental health in a way that's not pressured is so helpful. Sometimes I can't paint, you know, especially if like I'm not home or something. So I also just love to doodle on my iPad or in my art journal. Sometimes I'll just sit there and draw flowers all over my page. And even that small little thing is surprisingly helpful and allows me to come back to a much more grounded place. So find your version of creativity, whether it's painting, photography, crocheting, gardening, cooking. There are so many, so many forms but really try and bring some form of your version of creativity into your life and allow it to benefit your mental health and serve as a healing tool. So there you have it, my friends. Those are my four tips, specific podcasts, journaling and specific books, specific apps, and then of course, utilizing a creative outlet. All of these things will help you so much, whether you're in therapy or not in therapy, just really try and bring them into your life and allow yourself to self-reflect and dig deeper to get to a place of self-discovery and just understanding. And then if you'd like to download my Blooming Creativity Planner and Guide, the link is in the show notes, or like I mentioned earlier, you can just visit my website, 
slash bloom and you can download it there. If you liked this episode, I would love if you'd leave me a review or share it with a friend or heck, even DM me. You can find me on Instagram at Aristasia, A-R-A-S-T-A-S-I-A. And that being said, thank you for listening. Till next time.